0: In Wilcoxon v. State, 2022, Arc at 458, the Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed convictions of attempted Internet stalking of a child and pandering. The purported child had listed her Facebook post as age 24, but in conversation stated she was 14. Defendant set up a meeting with Julie, but the next morning emailed he decided she was too young for him. Defendant was arrested, and Judge Brown, in affirming, reasoned the attempt to meet, even if not occurring, was sufficient. Quote, Griever, a police investigator, testified that once Wilcoxon's messages indicated his interest in sex, Julie Williams was portrayed as a 14-year-old female. Prior to Wilcoxon's cross-examination of Griever, the circuit court ruled that the nine outstanding photographs from the motion in Lemony were inadmissible based on lack of evidence that Wilcoxon ever saw those posts. On cross-examination, Griever testified that Wilcoxon requested a meeting with Julie. They arranged to go mud riding. Wilcoxon moved for a directed verdict on both counts at the close of the state's case. Specifically, Related to the attempted Internet stalking of a child charge, Wilcoxon argued that he never actually scheduled a meeting with Julie Williams, a meeting never took place, and there was sufficient evidence of renunciation. Regarding the pandering charge, Wilcoxon asserted that the evidence was insufficient to establish he knew he was communicating with the child. Further, Wilcoxon argued there was sufficient evidence of entrapment as to both charges the circuit court denied the directed verdict motions, end of quote. In upholding the convictions, the Court of Appeals noted that, quote, Arkansas Code Annotated Section 527-306A1 provides that a person who is 21 years of age or older commits the offense of Internet stalking of a child if the person knowingly uses a computer online service, Internet service, or local Internet Bulletin Board service to seduce, solicit, lure, or entice a child 15 years of age or younger in an effort to arrange a meeting with the child for the purpose of engaging in sexual intercourse, sexually explicit conduct, or deviant sexual activity. If the person tries to arrange a meeting with an individual 15 years of age or younger, it is a Class B felony, even if the meeting did not take place. End of quote this was the end of defendant's argument that he never met the purported victim as to attempt the opinion noted section five three two o one a provides quote, that a person attempts to commit an offense if he or she purposely engages in conduct that would constitute an offense if the attendant circumstances were as the person believes them to be or constitutes a substantial step in a course of conduct intended to culminate in the commission of an offense, whether or not the attendant circumstances are as the person believes them to be. End of quote. This failed, too, because, quote, to the extent Wilcoxon challenges the failure to prove a sexual purpose, we need not address it because the issue was not raised below. Further, a person may be guilty of the offense of attempted internet stalking of a child, even if the meeting never occurred." The decision added that the conversations between the two were direct, explicit, and with detail. Despite his contention to the contrary, Wilcoxon's communications with Julie to meet up were not mere hypotheticals. He ascertained where she lived and asked, "'When are you free?' He then acknowledged he would be free at 7 p.m. the following day, March 3rd, and he was able to meet Julie at a particular place, the Pine Hill store. Wilcoxon then suggested they meet that very night, to which Julie stated, I can't get out tonight. While they discussed going mud riding, when Julie asked, you going to bring protection, Wilcoxen responded, I keep protection. There was sufficient evidence to support a finding that Wilcoxen attempted to arrange a meeting with Julie, who he was told was a fourteen-year-old child. Defendant argued that the affirmative defense of renunciation applied because the morning following the attempt to schedule a meeting, he wrote, "Hey, just wanted to let you know that I'm really not interested in meeting you. You are way too young for me, and I'm not into young girls." I was just playing games with you yesterday. Sorry for that. I wish you the best. The majority opinion concluded this was too late because the crime had already occurred. Quote, Notably, for the offense of internet stalking of a child, not the criminal attempt thereof, if a person tries to arrange a meeting with an individual 15 years of age or younger, it is a Class B felony, even if the meeting does not take place. At the time the aforementioned message was sent to Julie, the elements of attempted Internet stalking of a child had already been met. Wilcoxon, at that point, had already taken substantial steps in a course of conduct intended to culminate in the commission of the offense, i.e. he had already taken substantial steps in knowingly using the Internet to entice a child 15 years of age or younger in an effort to arrange a meeting with the child for the purpose of engaging in sexual conduct. A defendant cannot renounce a crime that he or she has already committed. End of quote. Defendant challenged his conviction of pandering because of the initial information that Julie was age 24. This was insufficient since online communications indicated she was age 14. Defendant's argument that he was entrapped was unavailing. Quote, Although Wilcoxon claims that but for the actions of law enforcement, he would not have engaged in the conduct, his continued reinitiation of messaging was done on his own accord and not at the prompting or inducement of a law enforcement officer. We find no error on this point. There were two dissenting opinions. In the first, written by Judge Vaught, it reasoned, quote, Wilcoxon argues that the state failed to present sufficient evidence that he took substantial steps toward meeting Julie for any purpose, let alone for the purpose of having sex. I agree and would reverse on this basis. Judge Murphy and I have both concluded that the state failed to demonstrate that Wilcoxon took substantial steps toward arranging a meeting with Julie. But while Judge Murphy views that lack of evidence solely through the lens of Wilcoxon's renunciation defense— I view the issue as the state's failure to prove the elements of the offense. In order to affirm Wilcoxon's conviction, we must be satisfied that the state presented sufficient evidence that Wilcoxon took substantial steps toward meeting Julie for the purpose of sex. In this case, that bar has not been met. End of quote. A second dissent by Judge Murphy would reverse, but because of renunciation. Quote, Will Coxon contends that he successfully renounced any criminal purpose when he sent the following Facebook message to Julie Williams. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm really not interested in meeting you. You are way too young for me, and I'm not into young girls. I was just playing games with you yesterday. Sorry for that. I wish you the best. I disagree that Will Coxon had taken substantial steps toward the commission of the offense by the time the message was sent. While some steps were taken, they were not substantial steps. The meeting was not arranged with specificity. For instance, they only generally discussed going to the Pine Hill store tomorrow. There was no description of what Wilcoxon would be wearing or driving, and there was no specific time mentioned. I believe Wilcoxon called off the meeting well before anything was set in stone. But even if he had taken a substantial step, the model penal code upon which our abandonment statute is modeled, encourages recognizing withdrawal, even after the last proximate act has occurred, to encourage desistance at a time when such encouragement is most important. Model Penal Code Section 5.01, Comment at 360. End of quote. End of decision.